Uh, when you were growing up, did you have a favorite superhero? Anybody have a favorite superhero growing up? I, I'm going to give you a chance to tell me uh, who that was in a minute. I'm going to tell you uh, first, though, about maybe one of the best superheroes out there, uh, because it was probably my favorite as a kid, and that is um, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man is just, you know, he's just this inquisitive kid who gets bit by a spider and then develops these um, pretty cool abilities, right? Like he can hang from the ceiling and he can uh, shoot the webs and uh, climb walls and, and he heals really fast. Like I don't know if you, Spider-Man gets hurt, he like, he, he like regenerates, like heals really quick. Um, and uh, like even when he suffers like bodily harm, he just like jumps up and starts going. And, and I don't know if you um, knew this, but um, Spidey is like crazy strong. Like you, you look at him and you go, ah, oh, it's just a little squirrely kid, but he's really, really strong. Um, and to top it all off, he's got that Spidey sense, right? Like, like, like mom sense sometimes. He sees things, he knows, like, I don't know what it is, but so, you know, my kid is somewhere doing something bad. I don't know what it is, but something's going on. Uh, if, if you're joining us online on Facebook, um, drop your favorite superhero in the comments. Uh, and if you're here in person, I just, I want to hear what your favorite superhero is. Just shout out your favorite superhero. But, okay, All right, okay, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got <laughs> you. Are, I got to tell you. Okay, I mean, some of those were, some of those were were good. But I heard a few people say Batman, and I just need to clarify something. Uh, Batman is not a superhero. Batman is not a super. I don't know why he gets the credit that he does. Batman is not a superhero. He's um, he's a rich nerd with muscles. That's uh, what Batman is. Um, he has some cool tech. Bat Batman has no superpower. He was not bit by a spider. He did not fall in a toxic soup of something. He did not get exposed to gamma rays. He's rich. And, and I would say he, he kind of feels like his um, wealth and his name give him privilege. So I'm just going to tell you find a better superhero son he he does he does some good things i just want to tell you that he should not be counted as a superhero because he is not super i said it nope nope i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just telling it like it is right that's oh i should say this trevor that's just my truth and since I'm the one up here, that's what I get to say. Oh, Wonder Woman. Okay, I'm, I'm going to mention her in just a minute. Okay. Uh, it is Mother's Day, so I guess Wonder Woman is probably a, probably a, a, a good one. Um, I, maybe, maybe you're like, I don't care about superheroes. Like, why are we talking about superheroes? I, and, and I would say, well, I, I, I kind of get that. But I don't, I don't know if you've paid attention yet at all to movies, but every other movie that's come out in the last five years is a superhero movie. Um, and, and it doesn't matter what superhero movie comes out, they are going to make billions of dollars off of that movie. And children um, are broke. 
Uh, so it isn't t- kids going to watch these superhero music- movies. It's, it's uh, adult men who have nothing better to do, I guess. We go to superhero movies. Uh, and so um, that's, where, that's what you get, I, I guess. Well, look, if, if you look up the word superhero in the Merriam-Webster dictionary online, which because who has a dictionary anymore? Uh, Anyway, if you look that up online, uh, you get this definition. A fictional hero having extraordinary or superhuman powers. Again, Batman is disqualified, okay? So based on that definition, a superhero wouldn't actually have to do anything super. Right? Webster's just says, it's a person who has a superpower. That's a superhero. And, and so imagine if, if, Spy, or if Superman just got up in the morning and he went to work um, at the, at, where does he work at? The Daily Bugle or something? A Spider-Man. Daily Planet, thank you. But what, whoever, Superman, wherever he works. Imagine Superman just gets up and he goes to work at the Daily Planet um, and he wears his glasses and at the end of the day he goes home. Like he, he'd, he'd still be Superman. I could, I could still have those superpowers, but he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be a superhero. Or, or, or what about Wonder Woman? What if she just worked at the museum and she uh, used the lasso of Hestia. Yes, I know the name of the lasso. Uh, uh, the, the lasso of Hestia, and, and she just uses that to pull her shrubs up uh, out of her flower bed when she's tired of them. Like, they'd still be, they still have superpowers, but they certainly wouldn't be superheroes. And so I like the dictionary.com definition of, uh, of, of superhero better. Um, probably because it speaks to younger people uh, like me. Um, if, if a superhero, uh, well, no, let me, let me tell you what it is. A, a superhero, according to dictionary.com, is a morally righteous hero in a fictional work who possesses extraordinary abilities, supernatural powers, and uses them to fight evil. And so if, if you're a superhero and you're not using your superpowers in a specific place and for a specific purpose, you're not really a superhero. You're really kind of a super zero, right? Because you have the ability to get involved, you have the ability to help, you have the power to do all of these things, and yet you just choose not to. And so I think that disqualifies you from being a superhero. Well, today is Mother's Day. We've mentioned that um, several times. And, and, I, and I understand, I want you to know, we understand that, that Mother's Day can, can be a great day. It can also be a, a, a tough day. And, and I get it. You, you may um, have, have had a mom that maybe wasn't as superhero-y uh, as, as you would have liked. Or, or, or maybe you'd give anything to be a superhero mom, but you haven't got the chance to do that for reasons that are beyond your control. I don't understand that pain. I do understand that it's painful. Um, but, but look, good moms, whether you had one, you want one, or you would like to be one, they're kind of like superheroes. They can possess what seems to be extraordinary abilities when they are needed, and they use those abilities to help their family and benefit their family. I, I remember um, growing up, 
my mom made breakfast for me and my siblings almost every day. Like, like almost every day. And then it wasn't just like, here's the, you know, the cereal. Uh, I, I don't know if you, did you grow up with one of those um, moms who wouldn't let you have sugar cereal, like Fruit Loops and that kind of stuff? You just had to have Cheerios? Okay, there's one. Yeah, so, so we were not allowed to have sugar cereal when I was growing up. We had, we had Cheerios, we had uh, Kicks. You remember Kicks? Do they even make Kicks anymore? I don't even know. Uh, Rice Krispies, we had Rice Krispies. We were not allowed to have um, sugared cereal, but guess what we had next to the cereal bowls? Yeah, big tub of sugar. Um, and we had this really, I don't know, I know where you get it. I haven't seen one in, in years and years and years, but it was this little like Tupperware-y thing and it had a lid on it and it, and it had a big pory end and we just soaked that stuff in sugar. I mean, you know, the, you remember doing that, that there was a pile of sugar on the top of your cereal and you had to stir it up in there to get it to spread around. Um, we, we did have cereal once in a while, but most days... My mom made warm, hot breakfast for, for me and, and my, my brother and sister. Like, I'm talking uh, pancakes or waffles, sausage, bacon, scrambled eggs. I mean, it was good breakfast. And I, I still, like, I would eat breakfast um, every meal of the day. Like, I love, I don't like cooking breakfast, uh, but I like to eat, I like to consume um, breakfast. And, and so it's really good. I remember my mom, um, I'm, I'm doing, that's a good memories. Um, my, my own wife over here is a, uh, is a rock star uh, mom. I, I have seen her care for her kids when she was very sick and still like get up and take care of things and make sure they had um, what they uh, need. And, you know, she's gone through some difficult things with Trent, uh, being at, at home with him and having to handle him and, and, uh, and, and contain him, control him when he was going crazy. And, and she always seems to have just an unlimited supply of, of patience and concern for her kids. And, and, so, I, and so I think, and, and you'd probably join me with your own, um, with your own wife or mama, I think my, my wife is a superhero uh, mom. And, and, and what good moms and what involved superheroes teach us is, is that um, having a superpower is great, but it takes action if you wanna be a hero. You can have all the superpowers that you want. You can climb on the ceilings and shoot webs and, and you can stop a, a, a bullet and you can be faster than a speeding locomotive and uh, leap buildings in a single bound. But if you're not willing to get involved, if you're not willing to put those superpowers into action, you really aren't a superhero. Uh, author um, Leon Bloy said this, any Christian who is not a hero is a pig. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was like the same way when I was like, whoa, that's a little harsh, I think, uh, buddy. We're not used to that <laughs> kind of talk. Uh, but, but I get where he's, where he's coming from. If you're a follower of Jesus, God has given you what we could call superpowers or abilities so that you can be a superhero in your own context. And so superheroes aren't just uh, on the big screen or in, 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 comic, in comic books. I think a superhero is someone who utilizes his or her abilities in a specific place for a specific, for a specific purpose. And, and I, think that, I think that loving your church means being the hero God created you to be. 
So a superhero is somebody who utilizes their gifts, their special abilities in a specific place and for a specific purpose. And I think loving your church means you get to be the hero in that place that God has placed you. A hero with superpowers who is part of a super team and serves a community and people in need. So the apostle Paul, he wrote to the church in the city of Corinth about what he called spiritual gifts. And they didn't really understand what was going on, so he kind of explains it a little bit. There are a variety of gifts, he says, but it's the same spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers all of those activities in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And so I want to zero in on verse 6 this morning. It is God who empowers all of those gifts and abilities in everyone. And so who is uh, given spiritual gifts by God? Who, who's given spiritual gifts by God? Audience participation time. Yes, two of you uh, are paying attention. Yes, three. Okay, everyone, everyone is given this um, spiritual gift. And so I, I just want to make sure that we get it this morning. I don't do this very often, but I'm going to make sure that we understand this. We, we, uh, we get it before we leave today. And so I think we're going to say this all, um, all together. So I want you to just to say, you don't have to make it weird. Like I, I remember being in some churches and they're like, turn to your neighbor and say whatever. And I was always like, ah, that's just weird. You don't have to look at anybody. You just look at me and that's fine. But I want you to say this with me. I want you to say, God empowers me. Let's say it. God empowers me. Okay, I want to make sure you get it. So say it again. God empowers me. One more time so you sinks in. God empowers me. Okay, I don't know. I heard that some, somewhere three things makes it stick, I, I guess. So uh, make sure your kids... Uh, learn that. Uh, three times you got to say it so it sticks. God em empowers me. God gives each and every one of his followers at least one spiritual gift. And since you've got one, I thought it might be a good time today to um, define what that is, what we're talking about, so we're all on the same page. Because a spiritual gift is not an aptitude. It's not just something that, that you're good at. You say, well, I can do this, so this must be my spiritual gift. Um, it's not something that you're just naturally good at. There's more. A spiritual gift is a Holy Spirit-empowered ability that is given to every member of God's kingdom so that they can serve others. It's a spiritual superpower. And it's given to each of us in the church to use in a specific place to help others for a specific purpose. And, and we just read in Corinthians, Paul said, everybody has a gift. And you may not know what it is, and that's cool. That's fine. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, some ways that you can, you can learn that. Um, but you can't ever go, I don't, I, don't know, I don't have a gift. I don't have anything. Because Paul says, everybody if you're a part of the kingdom of God, God has given you a gift to be used for a specific purpose in a specific place. And, and guess what? If you're here today, I'm, I'm going to give you one chance to guess where that place is. This is here. 
And if you're not here and you're someplace else, it's there, okay? It's wherever you are, God has given you a gift for that specific place. Now, some of the possible gifts you might have, I'm just going to rattle off a a few of them. It's not an exhaustive list by any means, but it's just some of the things that are mentioned in Scripture. They include um, things like, like exhortation. I go, uh, well, this is a real Bible-y word, right? What in the world is exhortation? Exhortation just means um, you, you are good at encouraging other people. It's just like how God uses you to encourage other people. I, I, I will tell you, um, uh, Lance has become a really great encourager of, of me. Uh, and and he, will, he will text or call every once in a while and just always positive. Tidre is another um, good encourager. And so maybe God has just given you that, that gift to just be an encourager. And, and you, like it doesn't have to be this super like spiritual like ooh thing. If, if, you can, if you can go to somebody and go, hey, uh, you, you look like you, maybe you're feeling down. How, like what, do you need something? Can I buy you a a coffee. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, um, Jim, that your hair looks really great today. It's really good this morning. So like any, uh, any of those things, I, I'll tell you another um, good encourager, uh, uh, awkward, uh, the awkward good encourager is my daughter, Tristan. <laughs> I knew you did. My daughter, Tristan, is a really good encourager, but, but she is an awkward encourager because she will walk up to strangers in odd places, and she'll just be like, oh, I love your outfit today, it's so good. All right, this, oh, your shoes are so cute. Don't you do that? Yes, she does. And it's, and it's really awkward if you're with her. But it's encouraging, she's really good at, at encouraging people um, that way. Um, you, you can also maybe have a spiritual gift of giving, or leadership, or mercy, or service, or, or maybe teaching, or administration. Um, Amber, who runs all of our kids' uh, programs from um, birth up to uh, high school, um, she, she has the, the gift of teaching and administration in, in those areas, I think, um, very well. You could have the gift of discernment, which again, churchy words, like, what does that mean? That just means if you have the gift of discernment, you can kind of tell the story behind the story, right? You ever get that, like, somebody's talking to you about something, and you're like, there's, some, there's more going on. There's more going on than just kind of what's um, on the surface. You, you might also have the gift of, of faith or, or helps, being a help to other people, or knowledge, or maybe wisdom, all of those different things. But, but there are three really important realities to remember when we talk about um, spiritual gifts. And the first one is, is this, God is the one who, um, who picks your, your gift. Paul said it's God who empowers us. And then in Romans 12, chapter six, he says this, we have gifts that differ according to the grace that God has given us. And so you can't apply for a gift. You can't request a gift. You can't trade your gift in on another one. Like, God, I think you made a mistake. Uh, I don't want that gift. I want this gift. I don't want to be the awkward encourager. I want to be this other uh, person. And and so you just, you can't, um, you can't do, you can't do that. God in his infinite wisdom and his sovereignty, his control over everything, he, he not only gave you a gift, but he put you in a place to use that gift. And so uh, let, me, let me just say, like I, I talk to people all the time and they're like, well, like, oh, I just don't like my job. Like I, maybe I became a Christian. I'm just really struggling. I'm trying to do my best spiritually, but 
like, oh, there's just people around. They're always bringing me down. They've got all these negative things. But I just really think I need to switch jobs. And I'm always like, Maybe that is the place that God has you to be that encourager, to be that help, to, to bring some hope or wisdom or knowledge in, into that place. And so see your job like you see your church as the place that God has put you to use that gift in and among um, those people. So, so God um, gives you your gift, uh, first of all. The, the second one is that your specific manifestation of the Spirit, okay, that's the term used for this gift that you have, it's an empowered gift. So it's not just your, your ability, but God gives you, He empowers you to do that. So like you can be a good teacher or a good speaker and not be a Spirit-empowered teacher or speaker. Do you understand that, that difference? Um, when, when your ability and your gift, when they're working together, like, like incredible things can happen, but you can be good at something without having that, that spiritual power affected. Let me give you a, a really silly um, example here. Uh, if you've been coming for a while uh, to church, um, you, you may know this already, that, that I've been pretty regular at going to the gym for the last couple years. You, you probably noticed how my physique has changed. Okay, I'll, yeah, get all the laughs. I, thank you for that encouragement. C- clearly, nobody else has that. Okay, uh, so here's what I've learned. Like, you go to the gym, I, I go to the gym and I, and I work and I have built muscle. I've been able to increase what I lift, sometimes double what I started in, in almost every um, exercise. And, and so building muscle when you go to the gym, it's a natural consequence. When you stress that muscle, it grows so that the next time you need it, it it's, has what, what you need. But I've learned some things um, o- over this kind of journey the last couple years, and, and that is that you can grow muscle just by going to the gym, but if you don't give your body and your muscles the things that they need to actually grow, you're, you are, your growth is going to be limited. You're not going to be able to accomplish as much in the gym. You can work and work and work and work, and you're not really going to grow muscle like you might want to unless you are feeding your body, you're empowering your body with things like protein and creatine and those things that your muscles need in order to really grow. And so the next step in my journey is working on on that because I want to make sure that the time I spend at the gym actually counts for something uh, and is is beneficial. And so when my effort in the gym is paired with empowering of the muscles, the things that I need, then, you know, then there's going to be a a, a visible change there. And, And so the same thing is true spiritually. When my effort is paired with God's supernatural gifting, then incredible things can happen in in our lives. So your gift is empowered by God. Third, your gift can become um, your guilt. And so this is a a caution um, for you. We talked about this a little bit in the last uh, series on grace in April. But since God gives gifts to us as he sees fit, we can't take credit for our gift and we can't demand that other people have the same gift that we do. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, um, but church people are people. 
And so we have the same struggles that everybody else has. We have the same failures, the same problems, the same struggles that everybody else has. And so what can happen when we talk about being gifted by God is that we can tend to make our gift the gift. And, and so what I have seen happen is church is, is God gifts somebody in a specific way. They're using that purpose in a specific place and there's passion that goes along with that and, and they're excited about what they're doing. And because they're excited about what they're doing, they begin to look at other people and go, well, if you're not serving the way I'm serving, you must not be serving correctly. Like you need to be doing what I'm, you have to have the same gift that I have. You have to be doing the same kind of thing that I do. Otherwise, God's not working in your life. And that is not the way spiritual gifts work. In fact, Paul talks about this. He's like, hey, if we're all eyes or if the body is all eyes or ears or a nose, it can't do anything else. So we need everybody's gift to function together. You've been given a gift by God for the good of others. And it's been given to you specifically for the place and for the purpose that God has chosen for you. And so it doesn't matter your history. It doesn't matter your your hangups. It doesn't matter your habits or your hurts. If you are in the kingdom, you've got a gift from the king. That's pretty cool the way that that works. You come into the kingdom, God's like, look, you're going to get a, a gift. And, and it's exciting to, to think about that. Like, ah, I've got this gift. Like, this is really cool. What is God doing in me? What's God want to use me for? Uh, it can be exciting, but it all can also be very terrifying because there's a good chance that you have no idea what your gift is. And so if that's you today, I want to share with you three ways that you can begin to discover uh, your gift or what your gifting is. Um, the, the first way is this. You need to experiment in, in serving. You need to experiment in serving. And that just means you get involved in somewhere. If you don't know what your gift is, how's God gifted me, what God was God want me to do, what's my purpose in this place, um, Get involved somewhere. Try out a, a ministry for a month or two. So join Pam uh, on the welcome team. Join Sheila back with hospitality or Tristan with a band, a tech people running the live stream, the cameras. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Get involved with Amber back in the um, in, in kids' church and, and help our kids learn about Jesus on um, on their level. Uh, and, and, and I get like, there's lots of things like, uh, because this is the big one, right? I mean, kids' ministry is the big one. N- number one, w- we, could, we could go back, uh, like I, I know the population of our church. Um, look, w- we believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. You remember that, right? It's 80s people, okay. Uh, good. It's a big song uh, back then. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, we <laughs> understand, like, that's a, big, that's a big deal. And, like, we always need volunteers in um, kids' ministry to help the kids. But, but we get a lot of, like, there's pushback from that, right? And, and so we go, well, uh, look, I don't know enough uh, about the Bible to, uh, to work with young people in, in kids' church. And, and, and I would just go, well, if everybody waited until they knew enough to help in kids' church, nobody would be helping in kids' church. Like, like, you know that this is what happens. You study for a test, and then you learn the information that's on the test, and then you're able to pass the test. That's the same thing in church. When you serve in an area, you learn 
so that you can help um, other people. So, uh, so don't let that stop you. The, the other thing we get all the time is, well, like, and then this is kind of flattering for me, but I would just say, well, I just, I don't want to miss the message. And, and like, I'm get, I get that. I'm, you know, I'm pretty nice to look at. So uh, I understand that. But, but I would, I would, man, really, I'm blowing it today. I'm like, I don't know what the deal is. Mother's Day, I'm feeling bad. I'm hoping for Father's Day, waiting for that maybe. I don't know what it is. Uh, but anyway, thanks for your grace in that. Um, like, you know, like, I just, I don't want to miss the message. And I'm like, well, yeah, but, but every Sunday at Real Life, there are people who are missing the message so that you don't have to miss the message. And, 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 if, and if you, if God is moving your heart in that, if you would, would volunteer to miss the message once in a while, then other people wouldn't have to miss it as often. And neither would you. And, and so there's plenty of opportunities. And so um, experiment in, in serving. Get involved somewhere and try it for, for a month or, or, or two. Um, you, you know, once every three weeks, um, it must be this morning, sorry, Sarah, uh, Adam is where he's a firefighter. And so he's, he's uh, out on the weekend. And, and so um, I don't know if you noticed this, but when he's not out there, do we have anybody else out there? Um, sometimes maybe somebody stays out, but I think most of the time, if he's not out there, we just don't have anybody out there. And so w- what if you helped every third week and just made sure that when people came in the building, they were greeted and somebody shook their hand and said hi to them? You don't have to talk football and baseball like Adam does with everybody. Right? You don't have to make snarky comments or anything like Adam. Um, you could just say hi and glad to have you, that kind of thing. But, um, but, but get involved. Try it for, for a short time. Okay, um, n- number, number two is this. Um, a- ask your church friends. If you have Christian friends um, who, who know you and, and preferably people who, um, who maybe love you a little bit and can tell you the truth, um, you, you, can, you can ask them, what... what what do you think my gift is? Like you've heard the gifts rattled off, what they are. Um, what do you think of when you think of me? Or maybe you could ask it this way. Um, what am I doing when I look most like Jesus to you? Uh, and then someone goes, well, th- this is how, where I feel that or I, I see that um, in, in your life. Um, uh, how is it? that I make this community better. Maybe you could say it that way. What, what do you think that I'm, I'm adding to this community of, of believers? So ask your church friends or family. Um, n- number three uh, is one that comes after you begin serving, but is check your energy level. And then I'm not just saying, like, you look, if you serve in an area, you're probably gonna be tired at the end. Every Sunday after church, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Um, and, and I don't finish that and go, oh, this must not be my gift. Like, God, why am I doing this? I, I'm tired because it's work. It's, it's effort. And so it's not just about being tired. It's about where your passion is. Because I know that next week, even if it's a struggle, like I tell you, I've been doing this now. Uh, this is our 15-year anniversary, but I've been doing this for how many, how many years? 15, 25 years. Oh, yeah, Trent, 25, 25 years I've been doing this. Um, it is not easy to come up with um, 48 messages a year for 25 years. And so, so sometimes I'm like, Ugh, what am I doing? This is crazy. I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, but, but I feel best, I feel most used by God when I am doing this. 
And so check your energy level. Where's your passion? Is it is exciting? Are you excited to go and, and do that? Even though you're going to be tired, even though you're going to be worn out, are you excited about um, being there and, and, and being in, involved? Um, and look, it, it doesn't have to be at, at real life. I mean, we need people to serve in different ways at, at real life. And God has gifted you for this place and for what we need. And, and, so, and, and that's good, but it doesn't have to be here. And maybe your gifting and, and, and your passion and your purpose is to, is to work with Butler Homeless Initiative uh, and, and the homeless people in, in El Dorado and the surrounding communities. Maybe you can help Terry uh, do that. Um, uh, maybe it's working with NA or, or with AA or with Celebrate Recovery. God has a purpose and a plan for your life and he wants you to be involved using your spiritual gift to help others. And so whatever your gifting is, you were supernaturally gifted by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit to make a difference in the lives of those around you. And, and it's not all on you, okay? It's not like, like if you're not serving, if you're not helping, if you're not using your gift or your power, I think the church is missing out. I think we're not going to accomplish all the things that God has called us to if we're not all in, involved, but it's not all on you or, or me. Um, there, there are others, like, like the Avengers, um, or if you're a real nerd, uh, the Justice League, uh, DC Universe, um, you've, you've got a team of, of people, a group of people working um, with you in different areas. Um, for the same purpose. So we go back to our text and look just at, at verse seven. It says that every person gets a gift. It's the manifestation of the spirit, but it's for the common good. It's for the good of all of us when we work together. And so your gift was given to you, not for you. And so we don't be superheroes who have super ability and yet just go about our daily lives and don't use it. You gotta take that superpower and you gotta put it into action. Each gift is given to each person so that everybody benefits. Um, like, a, like a marriage relationship, there's lots of marriage relationship um, metaphors in, in the Bible. And so like a marriage relationship, my gift was made for you and your gift was made for me. And when we put all those gifts together, incredible things can can happen. It can be accomplished for God's purposes. And, and your team needs you because um, this superpower team called Real Life Church has a community that needs us, a community of people who are, are hurting and, and who need a little hope and encouragement. They just need a little help. They need to find Jesus in their life. And only when each of us uses our gifts for God and for others can we begin to meet the needs of our greater community, a community that desperately needs God. And so um, you, you can do that at the front door or in the lobby or at the doors uh, when you come into the, to the big room. Uh, you can do that in our kids' rooms or in the nursery or the kitchen. Like we need people empowered by God to speak life into every person that God brings through the doors. People in, empowered by God to speak that life as God gives it to them. But, but if you choose not to use your gift, like that's, that's a zero in that spot. That's, that's something that isn't being done because you're not, you're not using that gift. 
And so that means there's a closed front door, there's an empty lobby, there's no coffee when you come in for conversation, there's no nursery. It means there's an empty stage and no music. It means kids are sitting in a room with no one to model Jesus to them. And so I wanna leave you with this question, why did God give you to real life? Why, why did God give you? Why did God bring you here? Why did God, God give you that feeling when you came in? Like this is, this is home, like I could come here and I could be a part of this. Why did God move you in, in that way? There must be a reason. What gift did God want us to have because he brought you into this community? So I wanna encourage you today to discover the gifting that God has empowered you with. Discover what those gifts are and, and ways that you can use those gifts for the kingdom. Be the gift that God created you to be in this place. Find a way to serve the church. Find a way to serve the, the community, the way that God intended. Be, be that superhero, a, a, a superhero like um, Tanya. And, and Gary. You, you might not ever meet Tanya and, and Gary, but Tanya and Gary work as a team and they're uh, live stream hosts. And so they're online watching uh, church. They're a part of this church. They're connected to this church because they're engaging people online every Sunday. They're welcoming people when they see that they pop on. They're, they're praying with people. They're helping people. Um, they've never walked in the doors of this church. They've, they've seen us on camera. They've never been here, but they're every much a part of what's going on here and what makes real life special as, as you and I are. And so I'm very thankful for Tanya and Gary. Thanks guys uh, for helping us um, online and helping our online people feel, um, feel at home. Um, your spiritual gift was given to you by God for a specific purpose and a specific place and I think that place is is here and and unless you try you may never know that superpower that God has given you and and there's this really cool thing about superpowers um, yes it's difficult and it can drain you at times watch any superhero movie but what you get out of it is so much more than what you put into it what you get out of it is just, is just that feeling as God, it works through you. It becomes an incredible thing. Um, and, and so look, I, a lot of people serve because they're asked. And, and I would just encourage you, don't wait to be asked. If you feel a drawing in some area, um, then get into that area and, and serve. Okay. All right, let's pray. God, thanks for loving us and for all of the amazing things that you give us for each and every person here. And, and I pray, God, that we would each discover the gifts that you have given us and that we would, we would want to use them for your kingdom in your church in some place or, or to help people outside the church um, see Jesus more clearly through their actions. And, and so it would be great, God, if everybody in this room were using their gifts somewhere here or someplace serving the community outside the doors of this church as you lead and guide and direct and then you empower us through your grace to, to accomplish those things. God, we wanna we do that and so help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen.